Welcome to the introductory podcast that will address regenerative medicine. We've chosen to call this podcast Regenerative Medicine Today. And this is John Murphy who will co-host these with my colleague Leah Kaufman. Hi there. We're very pleased to begin this series by saying a few words about our strategy and the plans for this podcast, which we expect to produce and post on a bi-weekly basis. Uh, Leah, tell us a little bit about our plans, please. Uh, We intend to cover uh, general topics of interest to people interested in regenerative medicine, which is a very broad field that encompasses many disciplines. This broadcast is intended for the general public. Um, We hope each week to bring you a guest interview with a scientist or a clinician at work in the field of regenerative medicine, as well as address recent news in regenerative medicine. So one of the important questions that may be in your mind is, what is regenerative medicine? And to address that particular topic, we're very pleased to have a special guest with us today, Dr. Alan Russell, who is the director of the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine. So at this time, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Dr. Alan Russell, and Leah's going to explore with Dr. Russell this topic of regenerative medicine. Dr. Russell, can you give us a definition of regenerative medicine? So regenerative medicine is a very, very simple concept to grasp. The body has an innate capacity to heal itself, and regenerative medicine is all about how you harness the power of the body to heal itself and accelerate it to a clinically relevant timescale. If you imagine that we break a bone, we all know that if you put a cast on, the bone regrows, it heals, hopefully over time, we take the cast off, we exercise, and we go on with our daily life. That's regenerative medicine at work. In that case, what we're doing for regenerative medicine is putting a cast in place and allowing the body to do things at its natural pace. Modern regenerative medicine and the future of regenerative medicine is all about figuring out how we talk to tissues and parts of the body in order to make that process go faster and work more effectively. Okay. So you're talking about instead of three months to heal a bone, perhaps just a few weeks. Well, for, for bone tissue engineering, as it's called, or bone regenerative medicine, I think the goal is more likely to be how do we get bones to heal that couldn't normally heal, rather than how do we get bones to heal faster. So, for instance, if you have a fracture, and it's called a non-union fracture, and the two bones are never going to come together because they can't ever find each other again, the question is how can we produce a material that itself would turn into bone and, and do that. Okay. So this isn't for, uh, you're not necessarily trying to solve problems that are solvable. Rather, you're looking to solve problems that as yet have no cures or treatments. Yeah, I think, like. I think that's, that's definitely the case. In, in general, I think the excitement about regenerative medicine is that it provides an opportunity to cure diseases that are currently incurable or treat defects in the body that are currently untreatable. Okay. Uh, it will, of course, also deliver a whole variety of therapies and, and ideas and ways that you can treat diseases that you can existingly treat. But, but perhaps most exciting is being able to do things in areas that you can't do anything right now. So perhaps you could think of it as just taking the fear out of uh, going to the doctor's office. Like today, when you go to the doctor's office and you hear the word diabetes, cancer, 
um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, you know, the, those words rightfully strike fear in our heart. And I suppose regenerative medicine is all about removing fear so that when you go to the doctor, those things won't be things that you're scared of anymore. There'll be other things, I'm sure, that will replace them, but not those things. Okay. Um, I'm interested in how this might um, apply to diseases of organs that right now require transplantation, say, mm -hmm. for the heart. Mm -hmm. um, what can regenerative medicine mm -hmm. do for something like that? I think the vision of regenerative medicine is to recognize that if you need a transplant, medicine has failed you. If you get to the point where you actually need to pull that organ out and replace it, that's a pretty bad point. Uh, it's a little, a little bit like a, a car. You know, if you've, if you've driven your car and you haven't effectively maintained it, maybe after 60,000 miles, if you've never changed oil, that car isn't going to go anywhere. You need a new engine. Uh, but if you maintain the engine and correct things as you go along and continually you know, take the car back to the dealer, then uh, the engine can last a lot longer and you only need to replace small parts at a time to keep it in top shape. So regenerative medicine is all about avoiding the need for a transplant. So in the case of the heart, the idea would be let's treat and cure the heart failure as it progresses so that it never becomes serious enough that you would need a transplant. And in that case, what we would do is we would take cells, perhaps, from a patient themselves and inject them back into the heart in a way to cause the heart to regenerate its own lost function. I see. And for instance, for bone healing, in the example you gave, where would the materials come from for helping a large bone break to heal? So there are different ways that you can use uh, materials to help you do regenerative medicine, and different kinds of materials. You basically need two things. You need cells and materials places in which you can embed the cells whilst they grow. And we all know this from sutures, for instance. Uh, we know that if you have uh, sutures or some stitches, uh, the, that suture and stitch can degrade away. Imagine if that suture and stitch had also cells on it, so that as it degraded away, cells replaced it. Um, really, that's what tissue engineering is. So in the case of a bone, there are two main sources of materials. One would be natural matrices, as they're called, which are existing components of nature that we extract and then use to seed cells on. And the other is uh, synthetic matrices that we synthesize in the laboratory, uh, guessing you know, what, what the right chemistry is to use. Okay. And uh, how about how many years out are we from realizing clinical treatments? from this approach? So it really depends uh, in what area. There are today probably, I would guess, five to 10,000 patients around the world that are alive because they have been treated with regenerative medicine, uh, including patients with quite dramatic uh, therapies, uh, you know, replacements of bladders, replacements of, of vaginas, uh, bone healing, a whole variety of different things have been done using regenerative medicine to help patients. Uh, there are some particularly vexing problems that we'd like to be able to solve, like diseases of, of the brain, uh, like paralysis, like diabetes, and those things may be further off. I always try to resist answering that question specifically with a number of years, but I do like to say that I believe passionately that our children's children will be the people that will benefit. Dr. Russell, there's uh, the whole subject of regenerative medicine is a very broad area. 
And if I recall correctly, you divide your program into three categories as it relates to that. Could you briefly explain those to please? So, uh, absolutely, what we see is three different sectors uh, in which we can develop sets of tools that we can then use to accelerate the pace of natural healing. Medical devices, I already mentioned, uh, if you have a cast and you put it on a broken bone, it helps you heal that bone. It's just a medical device, and there are lots of other kinds of medical devices too. Artificial organs are similar to medical devices, but take on the function of an organ. So we have medical devices and artificial organs. Separately, we have cellular therapy, the idea of injecting cells into the body in order to replace lost function. And then finally, we have a marriage of the two, which is what's called tissue engineering, where we take some kind of material in combination with some kind of cell and use that as the basis through which to do regenerative medicine. Well, thank you, Dr. Russell. We appreciate you joining us today, and perhaps you can come back again some other occasion and talk about some of these exciting areas in more detail. Well, John and Leah, thank you. Thank you, Leah and Dr. Russell. I think that discussion helps to clarify the broad scope and the fantastic opportunities that regenerative medicine offers. I think this is a good time to briefly review some of the uh, ground rules for this particular podcast. Uh, first of all, uh, we are not physicians, and while we may have some physicians as guests, I think it's important to understand that even they can't diagnose individual problems over the internet or via email. Uh, speaking of email, we do have an email address, which is mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com, and we hope to use that for your feedback in terms of these podcasts and we welcome suggestions in terms of areas that might be covered. But again, let me re reaffirm that we are not able to answer individual uh, inquiries about medical conditions that you or some of your loved ones might have. Also, we remind you that the, uh, the website for the podcast is www.regenerativemedicinetoday.com. So, just to reaffirm, our plans are to, beginning in January of 2006, uh, publish uh, twice a week a new podcast, according to the format that we've outlined. Uh, so for now, we're signing off. We'll be busy putting together some exciting shows for you in the intervening time. Uh, best wishes for the new year, and we look forward to hearing from you on email. And we'll be back in touch with you via the podcast in January 2006.